Welcome back to another edition of What Should We Watch with K and E. I'm K. I'm still E. And today we're getting in the holiday spirit. That's right, it's the holiday season. For those of you who may be new to joining us, welcome. Sit back, relax, put your tray tables in the upright position, and hold on for a mind ride unexpected. We got some uh, delays here going into Chicago. and uh... <laughs> What we do is we pick a movie, we take turns picking the movies, and then we do what everybody does. We debate them, we talk about them, we tear them apart, we build them up. We're basically your parents. Yeah, we are your parents. <laughs> we you tear found you us down, finally. We build you up, and then we quiz you on it. Mm-hmm. And we'll fight you to the end. Well, this time, like I said, we're getting in the holiday spirit. And Kay, it was your pick. So do you want to share which movie we will be discussing today? Yes. So I picked a Christmas classic that comes on... What day? TLC. It plays 24 hours. TLC? Is that it? First of all, let's, before we figure out that it's not TLC, it's TBS, how about you tell us what day this movie plays 24 hours? It plays on Christmas Day. It plays on Christmas Day. Which is what I always said for all of you who didn't listen to our previous episode. No, 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 no. You have not listened to Terminator Dark Fate. This stood across from me with gusto and enthusiasm and such precise groundedness. Like, this is my flag. I'm sticking it into my stance. Stated... So this movie plays 24 hours on Thanksgiving. So I do want to thank you all for listening to that episode, but I all want you to forget the last 10 minutes <laughs> of that episode. Do you know what other movie they're starting to play 24 hours on Christmas? Hmm. Die Hard. Oh, mm-hmm. the uh, infamous is that a Christmas movie movie. Right? That's yeah. a good debate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Die Hard, though. But anyway, anyway, today we're not watching Die Hard. We're watching another action-packed thriller, A Christmas Story. We did. We are. Did you hear the dog in the background? Yep, she's coming in. Here she comes. Oh, here she comes. So we've already sat down and watched A Christmas Story. If you have not, you can pause us and wait till Christmas Day to join us back because you can watch it in installments really on Christmas Day Mm -hmm. or sit down, watch it for yourself, and then unpause us we'll be waiting and when we come back we'll have a spoiler already for you so if you don't want to hear any spoilers stop listening go watch the movie and come back Mm. all right well thank you for unpausing us so he shoots his eye out that's how this movie goes he doesn't We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Before Kay shares why he picked this movie, a little fun fact for you. I've never actually sat down and watched this movie from start to end. And that's why I use this podcast as a vessel to make you sit down and watch this movie from start to end. My tombstone was going to say never watched a Christmas story (laughs) or the sound of music. Yeah. (laughs) If you pick the sound of music, you're ruining everything for me. Which that comes to this movie, why I picked it was this movie, to me, not only I think it's a funny, great Christmas movie, I also picked it because my parents very much enjoyed it. My dad always pointed out that this is truly this very similar story to his childhood, and it doesn't help that Ralphie does look actually a lot like him as a kid. He was a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed little guy. Can you just pause? Ralphie looks like a small Drew Carey. Yeah, my dad looked like, like a small, small Drew, Drew Carey. Carey. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, but that's that's why I picked this movie because 
I love it so much. And I really, I felt like you needed to watch it too, to really understand who my dad was as a person, what he had to go through. I know your father very well. (laughs) And I doubt he went through this exactly. But I will say, and I will tell you exactly, universe, I'm ready. Get your little thumbs ready to blast me on Twitter. I don't like this movie. (gasps) I know. Fire away. I have bulletproof armor on. I'm ready for you. And I will explain and justify why I do not like this movie. Also, too, what's cool about this movie, now that we're jumping into the peanut gallery, is this movie is near and dear to us location-wise here because... It was actually, a lot of it was filmed in Cleveland. I will say, while I'm not a fan of this movie, the opening shots of Cleveland, like any shot that showed Cleveland, like my first thought was, now that is a Cleveland winter. So my mother actually grew up on the west side of Cleveland, which is very close to where they filmed and to where the museum is. So that area... Well, the museum is where they filmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So that area I'm really familiar with. So it's kind of, I don't know, I always said that Cleveland's kind of like my foster home Mm because we had family up there. Um, When you saw the skyline, when they took you downtown to see the lights, we went, not to Higby's because it wasn't there, but we went downtown to go see Santa when we were little and we all screamed and have a nervous breakdown and never actually made it to Santa. (laughs) Did you guys have the slide when you went and No, but he was up on this giant throne like it was my mom my aunt my two cousins and then my older sister my younger sister and my youngest cousin didn't come we waited in line for probably hours and i remember he was on this huge velvet burgundy throne and he was legit he had the massive beard what do you mean legit he he was santa of he, course was he was santa. Legit. Yeah. he was like the best like santa like brushed his beard that day legit and i remember standing at the foot and looking up, and the elves were like, come on, you have to- we had to walk up there without our parents. That's kind of creepy, the elves. Come, come, children. I know, and we all lost our ever-loving <laughs> as small children. And my mom and my aunt goes, we're never doing that again. So we never saw Sienna. But I will say, like, seeing the city streets with, like, the snow piled up and the houses, I thought it was very accurate. Also, too, just to let everyone as opposed to, since we want to keep this episode very PG for the kids, <laughs> um, every time there'll be some cursing, as you might have noticed already, I instead of just your standard bleep, I'm going to add a little special effect. So I hope you all enjoy my little bleep out of E here. If not, you can pull your head out of your <laughs> There you go. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> so the house that A Christmas Story was filmed at, a lot of the outside shots consisted of this house. There's a guy named Brian Jones back in like 2003 to 2005, somewhere in that realm. He purchased that house Mm -hmm. and it was a typical house. But what he did was he went around and collected a lot of the memorabilia for the movie and he made it into a a replica and he spent, what was it? He bought the house on eBay for uh, $150,000. Cleveland, you'd buy a house on eBay. Never mind. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) And then he ended up spending about half a million dollars to renovate 
this house as well as purchase the house next door to make it a gift shop and a museum for the movie. Mm -hmm. And today, like when, around Christmas time, especially there's signs along that road because I remember when we were visiting your aunt. The signs are permanent. Oh, really? The signs are permanent. I They're saw like the, the like the signs that, like send you through the neighborhood, and the signs are permanently up to say a Christmas story house. Yeah, this way, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's honestly, it's probably like five minutes away from my aunt's house. Yeah. So if you're ever in Cleveland, it's three one five nine West Eleventh Street. So I go bet check it's it out. Hopping this time of year. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a promo. Hope they can cut us a deal for admission right? prices. <laughs> I wouldn't go. <laughs> There's better things to do in Cleveland. But did you notice, I didn't know this, that the movie is based on the novel In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the book is, but I really like the title of it, and I think that would make a way more interesting movie. Yeah, I know. That's such a great title of a book. And I think the book itself, when I was just doing a little bit of research, mm -hmm. the book itself is about like a family and events of a family. In this movie itself, the guy who created it here did he grow up in cleveland is that why he's set in cleveland yeah gene shepherd well no he grew up in indiana which if you compare indiana Hamden, indiana which is where the movie takes place and a lot of the events are either based on events that happen in the book or his own events but what's interesting about that is he's too old for this movie and what I mean by that is this movie is based in some time like around 1940. And there's a lot of contention online about when exactly it's based because there's a ton of cinema people that have dissected every scene in this movie and oh every product. God. And people are like, well, it's back in 1943. No, it's back in 1932. The major thing that's I going on. I haven't been laid since 1924. <laughs> right? The major thing that has happened in this movie that kind of dates it is Wizard of Oz. So it's around 1940s. But the guy who wrote the movie, Gene Shepard, he was actually born earlier than that here. So it was kind of confusing on when this movie played, mm -hmm. took place. Gotcha. What do you say we jump into the actual movie? Yes, yeah, shall we? Well, the one thing I found to be kind of relatable. So my mom and her siblings grew up very close to the area where the filming took place and you see a bunch of kids running around by themselves like running down to Higby's and I was like that was my mom and her siblings like they walked everywhere including downtown mm -hmm. like what a different time everything was yeah you can't really do that nowadays can you no I mean you, you could but yeah you'd get people calling the, the cops. cops and freaking out when the kids run up downtown, they run up to the Higby's oh, window <laughs> and they see all those cool toys mm -hmm. from the 1940s here. And it's kind of crazy to think of like what was big then. Yeah. Like really, it was a lot of wartime stuff, mm -hmm. cowboy based things. Although those little with their noses on the glass, like, come on, yeah. somebody's got to clean that. Like the ones literally making out with the glass. I don't remember which one it was, but it's like, dude, probably the one that got his tongue stuck to a pole. It was a him. And it's funny that standing at the window is the equivalent of kids nowadays going through, well, I was going to say a Toys R Us catalog. But no, they have Amazon catalogs now. Yeah, we got that. Thank goodness Amazon's but now doing they that. Have because wish on Amazon. Yeah, that's a thing about our childhoods that I would be so sad if kids didn't get to do. That was so much fun to look through to those catalog everything. catalogs and circle things. Yeah. And I mean, that has to be handy for parents to at least kind of have an idea of like, oh, here's that character from that thing that I have no idea what my kid's into. Like, yeah. this is exactly what it is because it has the skew on there and everything. They can just walk in and be like, I need this. Right. But that's when Ralphie sees for the first time 
the Red Rider BB gun. Mm. And it is the Mecca. We switch of the toys. I was going to say, was there a. I don't know. Was there like a Mecca for you? Like the Holy Grail of toys for Christmas? Well, back in the 90s? Or are you saying just for me in particular? I mean, like growing up. Like I'm trying to think. Well, I remember uh, Super Nintendo was a big thing that I really wanted. Mm -hmm. And we did end up getting that one year. And that was the coolest present. Yeah. But as for toys, I do remember like there's always this one toy that was the best thing. Mm -hmm. And... It'll come back later in the movie that when they do have the toys that they so preciously desired and they're mm-hmm. sleeping with them. I was like, I remember sleeping with uh-huh. this toy. Mine was from Transformers Beast Wars. It was uh, the Cheetor oh, nice. um, Transformer, which, oh, I love that thing so much. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I took it with me all over the house. And yes, I brought it into bed with me a couple right. of times. Even with I'm all small pieces. I think. I'm sure there's things that I really, really wanted. Oh, I remember what one of my end-all, be-all, holy grail toys was. The Barbie cruise ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I got the Barbie cruise ship, and then my sister got the camper. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I loved it. And it, the smokestacks were cups. We digress. <laughs> That, that thing was Ralphie awesome. had a hard on for the red rubber beauty going. Oh, that's yeah, that's what we were getting to. Yeah, PG right there. Right? Perfect. Good job. You're doing great. But I will admit, as a kid, you think you're so slick trying to like plant ideas for your parents. And Ralphie yeah. does this throughout pretty much, well, the beginning part of the movie and then the whole movie. He's trying to just get them to know what the red rider bb gun is and then understand yeah like i kind of would want it like i guess that'd be okay but he doesn't want to come in too hot and And that just made me think of some of the stories you've told me of you as a kid just like trying to play cool right i thought i was so slick as a child and i'm probably like how my parents didn't laugh at me all the time you know you see him putting the ads in the magazines and coming down to breakfast and this when we come down to breakfast Honest to goodness is probably why I do not like this movie. His little brother, Randy, is the fucking worst. He is a horrid little creature. The gremlin. This should be the gremlin under the sink story. Not like, not your... Randy's the worst. He's whiny. I think what you <sighs> meant to say is he's the cutest. He is like, so adorable. Wait, what was it? Five minutes into the movie and I'm already groaning because Randy yeah. is just like whining and uh, uh, the oatmeal. Uh. Yeah, when he's just slapping around. Uh, okay, we got you, you couldn't look at the screen during that I scene. could not look at that screen and it's like his milk had knocked over on the table and I, you know, it's nitpicky, but pick up your milk, you little. God, oh, I can't stand Randy. Kids, Randy, no respect. Randy, kids these days, or kids in the 1940s. Randy ruined the movie. Like, we were all of, what, like 10 minutes into the movie, and I could have walked away I do it. wonder for you, if they totally took out the character of Randy, would you be okay with this movie? Well, yeah, because he wouldn't be a disgusting little turd monster. <laughs> I just had an image <laughs> of that in my head. Still cute. Oh, I can't. He just has this whiny, high-pitched little voice, and then the, oh, oh. Oh, the oatmeal. We got to move on. Don't worry. We'll circle back to Randy. So Ralphie, like any other kid, he has this great imagination. And it's represented by the little dreams segments that he has. And 
a lot of them are based around him getting this Red Rider mm-hmm. BB gun here. And there was actually one that was cut from the movie. Oh, yeah? And His in fantasy the end, sequence? Yeah, in the end credits, you actually still see the people who played these characters credited. And it's actually Flash Gordon and the bad guy from Flash Gordon. And they actually had the actors that played them. Well, probably they went over budget and they realized they couldn't pay Well, <laughs> they did uh, take them out of the, they did take that scene out of the movie, but I mean, they credited them. So maybe they did still pay them, but didn't even use. They had to pay him like a finder's fee or something. Maybe. You made the comment about having an adult commentator for your little mind. I feel like every child narrates themselves. Mm-hmm. They always have these grand fantasies, but when they have the fantasy of Ralphie saving the family from the bad guys, maybe it's because we just watched, you know, Rocketman not too long ago, but hello, Elton John meets Ralphie. <laughs> I mean, he was fabulous with the sequence oh, yeah. and the fringe. Okay, there I There was sequence you, on his outfit. Yeah, he was sparkly. That'd have been great if he shot the kids and just started singing, I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, I'm a back. And then he just shoots Randy in the face. <laughs> That's a movie I would have watched. Oh, little Randy biting his nails over there. He's so cute. He's obnoxious. The two other character, large characters is uh, the old man and uh, Ralphie's mom. So it's his mom and dad. And the dad has a running gag in this movie. <laughs> and that's him cursing. The, the dad is played by Darren McGavin. And I guess there was somebody else I saw in my research that was offered the role. Um, the Shining. Oh, Jack Nicholas. Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I was going to say Nicholas Cage. Oh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> Ralphie, do you want the Red Reiner BB gun? But it was Jack Nicholson. That's right. <laughs> and they ended up getting McGavin here in the role. And he is perfect. And I especially love him during his running gag scenes where he's cursing and out of sanities. Yeah, it's just gibberish, especially when he's down fighting the furnace. The script just wanted him saying random curses and it was kind of setting him up to do a little bit of improv Mm -hmm. and he was so nervous he was actually going to let out certain curse words that he started using some crazy gibberish (laughs) and that's why some of the words he says sound so hilarious because they're just like really quick things that came to his mind here no i didn't know he improvised that Although when he goes down into the basement to check the furnace, like, shouldn't they check on him? Because it sounds like he falls down the stairs. Yeah. Like, it's horrid sounding. And the furnace is just like... I know. And also, I would say, like, maybe we should move or get out of the house. Yeah, that house is going to blow. I know. So then, one of the most iconic... See, the thing with the Christmas story is I feel like I can get through parts of it If you just show me, like, I would watch the trailer. So when the trailer starts coming up for we're playing it for 24 hours, I can just watch certain scenes. But I can't watch this scene now that I think about it. Because Randy's in it. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the kid alone. Uh, I hate that child. Give the kid a break. Anybody out there, come at me, Twitter. But you know there's some Randy people out there. Well, don't actually. He's a child. That's wrong. Whoa. Never mind. (laughs) Randy's the worst. Hashtag Randy's the worst. I know I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. There are support groups out there for me. But in the scene, it's the classic scene. So anybody that grew up in the North Midwest knows the feeling of getting all bundled up to go out into the snow. But my question is... The 20-minute process. The 20-minute process. And the worst is when you get sweaty. Yeah. And you're sweaty and you have to take it all off. 
You got to put it all back on and heaven forbid you have to pee. But the scene, the mom's bundling up Randy and it's like, I can't put my arms down. You're whiny little dumb. Shut up. <laughs> Wrap the scarf tighter. Oh, when she wraps the scarf around him, he's like, he sounds like Beaker. <laughs> me, 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 me. Exactly. But at least Beaker's a Muppet, so he's that working for him. This is just a little. I'm a flirt. But my question is, you know, the iconic scene of his, like, arms won't go down. Why is she only bundling Randy up? Because she loves Randy dearly. She's always coddling over Ugh. him. She loves Ralphie and everything, but she seems to coddle Randy a lot more than Ralphie throughout the yeah, movie. Yeah, Randy is going to have some severe... Like, he's the next Ted... Uh, what, um, who is it? Norman Bates. Yeah. This movie ties in <laughs> 100%. She's going to be a skeleton in a wheelchair. Maybe Watch Jack Nicholson should have been in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> That's who Randy grows up to be, is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> in the Here's Randy. Yeah. But seriously, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> I can't stand it. And then when he falls down in the like the alley, I was like, you know what? He can't get up. Leave him. He's a <laughs> casualty. <laughs> Let him freeze. That's my favorite. <laughs> I can't get up. Quick. I can't get up. <laughs> I hate him. Leave him, Ralphie. Let the snowplow cover him and find him in spring. I just had the image of a little boy in a snowsuit just getting rolled over by a snowplow. Like, you like just occasionally see him pop out of the snow and then he disappears again and then comes back. And stop hearing him. I can't stand that kid. I hate Randy. All right. So (laughs) it's apparent that you're not a fan of his. When's the last time you've worn a snowsuit? Because are they any easier to get on? Yeah, I I have not really worn one. Probably since I was ready. You know, I'm sure my mom still has those 90s no suits. I'm sure she does. Mm-hmm. Our future children will be wearing them someday. I'm well, she hasn't put what? our dog into one yet. <laughs> All I have to say is if my kid falls down like Randy and turns into a whiny little, I'll be like, figure out how to get up. <laughs> Mama ain't raising no sucker. Abandon. He's <laughs> a casually leave him. Although, talk about, like, what are they in third grade, fourth grade? Something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I've never seen third graders with enough mind power to unionize like that. Where they have, like, the fake teeth. Yeah. And then she just holds out her hand and collects them. that's not sanitary. Right? Think about all the diseases now on her hand. And she probably just, like, wiped her hands together. They're all clean. All good. Of course. They get kicked outside for recess. And they're all freezing. Do you remember being freezing cold and being outside at recess? And it was just like little pods of tiny humans trying to stay warm. Right. Like we would have been hobos if they could give us a barrel with fire. I feel like there was a point when we were in grade school where they made it so kids didn't go outside in the snow. Oh, no. If it was a certain temperature, they didn't let us out. But But before that time, I do remember it's like it didn't matter. We were out there. Like the mailman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just stand there like, and you weren't really doing anything. You like, I remember like huddling together and like blocking the wind. Just keep each other warm. Oh, we're so cold. There'd always be little Timmy who he forgot his coat at home. And so we would all gather around him and yeah. try to keep him warm. Of course, this brings us to the infamous triple dog dare you scene. Yeah. And did you know, have I ever told you that I actually tried this once? Well, what did you try? So Ralphie's two friends are discussing something that the one's dad said. 
if you stuck your tongue to a frozen pole, it would get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, no, that's not true. And doing the typical kid, like, you know, your dad's the lie. He's like, mm -hmm. no, my dad isn't lying. You oh, beat up your dad. I was going to say, and it's like, once you go after the dads, it's like, oh, no, you didn't. Yeah. You take my earrings out. <laughs> Kids taking their little earrings out underneath their little hats and earmuffs. Oh, here we go. Hold my phone. <laughs> then, of course, it was like, I dare you. I double dog dare you. And then it's the triple dog dare. And it's like, you can't back down <gasps> yeah. from that. Like, that's the end all be all. I do remember triple dog dare was like the big deal. Yeah. But you actually stuck your tongue to a pole? Yes, I did. How old were you? 20? I don't know if I did to a <laughs> pole necessarily, but I did to metal because I was just like, would this actually happen? And I went as so far as to have a reserve cup of warm water ready to go right. just in case it did stick. And I went for it and it didn't stick. So yep. I picture you like dead of summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sanitary. It didn't work. Well, of course, his tongue does stick. Which I do you know how they actually got that to stick? No. Because do you notice his like tongue is like trying to pull I back know. and it looks like it's actually stuck? There's actually a vacuum up in the pole that was sucking on his tongue during that scene. That kid probably has some very erotic tendencies nowadays. <laughs> Like I'm not yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, Ralphie's they're all friends. But like the part where Ralphie like the bell rings and they go inside and he's like, don't leave me. Um, because his tongue fuck the pole. He does the rose. Go back, go, go back. back. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Um, but seriously, Ralphie is such a little the bell rings and he goes. The bell ring, which I'll admit, as a child, the bell ringing was like the end all be all. Yeah. But then. If you weren't in line right after the bell rang within like 15 seconds. You were in trouble. You, yeah, you never saw those kids that didn't but make just, it ever again. Well, yeah, he just sacrificed his friend. And then the little. Not only lied about where Flick was, but then after the fact, like completely just denied, like played omission. Robbie's oh, a friend. Flick, get new friends. Little Drew Carey is not on your side. You deserve better, Flick. I like how the teacher then tries to lay on the guilt thick so these kids would just confess to leaving him out there or kind of coaxing Flick to do this because, of course, he wouldn't just do this on his own. Yeah. He had to be coerced. No, but, like, when they finally get the poor kid unstuck and his tongue is all wrapped up that poor child i i literally wrote in my notes ralphie is going to turn into a wall street jacket in the future he doesn't confess and admits that it's better to play dumb and not get caught that's some shady mm -hmm. for i mean like that's shady flick still hangs out with them i mean myself as a child i i didn't take that lesson because if somebody tried to lay the guilt on thick i would confess and spill everything in that moment but I would be also the friend that would be like, oh, well, the bell rang and just walk away from what my friend. What a horrid little friend Ralphie is. Mm -hmm. So after school, they have a bump in with the bully, Scott Fargus, whose eyes like a fox. They're yellow. Why did they have to make him a ginger? Poor gingers. Gingers <laughs> of the world. Rise up. Fight a Christmas story. <laughs> and then he has his little toady buddy. Those two. I like when uh, Scott gives his friend there a little they punch on the arm they step yeah. punch each other and then eventually he just punches a little too hard and his friend's like ow yeah but that kid comes back and it's just a montage of them screaming running up and down the alley yeah. i love all those moments because they speed it up as the movie 
continues just showing that this is like the routine of the days that they have to run from those guys. And so the sped up scenes, I love how towards the end of every single one, you see little Randy behind them going, oh, guys, hold up. leave them. I do like how the first time they bumped into Scott Fargus, Randy once again uh, was a casualty. <laughs> casually Passed out and lied there in his snowsuit and didn't move. Just played possum. Right. See, he might be a casualty, but he's a smart casualty. Which is why he's going to turn into Norman Bates. Mm-hmm. He got away with it for a long time. And do you notice in general with this movie, there's a lot of screaming, crying children in this movie. Yeah. There's like this same frequency you hear of all the kids just going, ah, uncle, uncle. Or... Oh, yeah. It's that high-pitched squeal. Yeah. Randy sets the bar. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for everybody. I probably shouldn't have done this in this audio format here. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably not good for your ears. So one of the days he's in class, I want to talk about when he was writing his thesis. Oh, he gets the homework. He gets the homework to write a theme. That's what it is, a theme. That's a very vague homework assignment. Mm-hmm. But the theme that they had to write about was... What do I want for Christmas? So he saw this as an opportunity, and he wrote this big explanation about the Red Rider BB gun, and I love how he was... When he was writing it, he was like, oh, yeah, that that's good stuff. He, this How he was in this scene is exactly what I feel like I do and what I look like when I'm writing a fire tweet. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, man, that'll show them, man, they're going to crack up at this. <laughs> but, like, in reality, when I put out the tweet, it's just like funny fart noises. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You think you got to believe in yourself first because mm-hmm. most of the time nobody else is with you that's how i that's how i deal with all my comedy that's how i look at it all so of course i mean it is this movie is not only dated from the 80s but dated from the setting the 40s the late 30s it's set in but that poor mom and randy even or ralphie even points it out about how like the dad just sits down i know it's a different era and some people are like that was the golden era of america mom doesn't get to sit down and eat because she's sir get off i should finish a sentence yes that mom see how worked up i am and this is only sliding right into another randy campaign so buckle up sports fans getting real so before you go on your rant here let's go here i gotta stretch and warm up before i go i'm gonna pull something let's go ahead and hear from one of our friends over at pod nation What's up, guys? You like movies? You like cleverly named cocktails? Then why don't you listen to Pop? Pour. Review! A podcast where we review movies, all while drinking some cocktails. Join us every Monday as we discuss new movies, old movies, and everything in between. New episodes Mondays at 7 Eastern. Come have a drink with us! So that was our friends at Pop Pour Review. Go ahead and check them out. They have their account on Twitter that you can follow when they post their new episodes. They recently had an episode out on the new Frozen movie that I just listened to today. And Ooh, it was I've fantastic. Heard mixed, I've heard mixed reviews about Frozen Yeah, and too. that's what I got from them too. They had some ups and downs on it here, but they are a lot of fun. Their whole nice. big premise is they talk about a movie and they also make a fancy drink themed on the movie and drink it and let you know how it tastes right there and then why aren't we doing that all right so the food scene okay here we go first and foremost this is why i do not like this movie but before we get to the reason why i loathe randy 
Let's talk about the fact that that poor woman cannot sit down and eat because her husband can't get bothered off of his butt and put the newspaper down to serve himself. And then children mimic their parents. So then Ralphie's like, hey, ma, can you get me something too? Every time she tries to sit down, and I don't know if they were trying to make it a joke or like call to mind that this is how women were treated. Feminist sisters raise it up and tell people, you know what? You can also help serve yourself. And the fact that Ralphie even acknowledges it, I was like, oh, come on. But. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything. Not because I disagree with that stance or anything. I'm just nervous about what comes next. I'm going to let you go through this. I'm going to go ahead and step out for a while because I'm a little afraid of my life. Bye. If you listened to the Dark Crystal, you know, you know how I feel about disgusting eating scenes. They are not necessary. They are not. We don't need to hear people smacking their gums and being disgusting. And this, this scene that comes next with that little Randy. It's exactly why I hate this movie because I'm fairly certain one of my earliest memories of this movie is seeing this scene and I thought it was disgusting, inappropriate, and disturbing. So this little brain Randy doesn't want to eat and he's playing with his food. First of all, I think playing with food is disgusting. So they have these gross mashed potatoes that he's playing with and they couldn't get him to eat. So what does the mom decide to do? Show me how the little piggies eat. Oh my God. This little then turns into a disgusting little pig and decides to oink and laugh and slop up the food like he's eating out of a trough. If you want to eat like a farm animal, go out back, you little Oh my God. Oh my God, I hate this scene. I hate this scene so much. He's eating and it's horrible and he's slapping and he's making noises and the food is everywhere and the mom's like, ah, look at my cute child who will eventually probably murder you and stick you in the wheelchair of hello, Norman Bates much? Like you've got to be kidding me. Horrible, horrible table manners. Like if the kid doesn't want to eat, fine. He doesn't have to eat, but now you gotta turn him into a piece of livestock to eat his food? No. No, I hate this scene. This is why I do not like this movie. I couldn't watch it. I almost got up and left because not only do you see this disgusting behavior, but you hear it. Is it safe to come in yet? No! Because okay. <laughs> I cannot stand this scene. No, no, come on Twitter, come at me. I don't care. I'm standing firm on my soapbox and saying this is the worst scene ever filmed across any movie. This is not necessary. Why do we have to have the little piggy scene? Fuck. Randy, fuck. the little piggy scene. Okay, so then there's a cute little scene where and Randy the scene eats goes a- on way too long. <laughs> Can I just say that? This scene goes on way too long. This is straight up bull. <laughs> just like my rant is going on way too long, but you should suffer with me. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about one of the other classic scenes from this movie. Yes, please. The scene with the major award. Which, you know what, now that I actually cause stuck around and watched the movie because I was forced to watch this movie, he had food on his face still a little. <laughs> so yeah, this scene is now ruined too because I'm reminded of the disgusting <laughs> piece of <laughs> scene that came before. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so the dad had submitted to win a prize for some competition here. Wasn't it like a crossword puzzle or something? Yeah, it was a crossword puzzle game 
prize-winning thing, but they described that whoever won got this major award. So that's what he just kept claiming it was. And when they delivered it, he got so excited. He mm -hmm. looked at the box there, and that's when he says the famous line looking at the box with the print on the outside of it saying, Fragile. Must be Italian. Italian. How many leg lamps are out there? There's Christmas ornaments. You can buy them on a shirt. You can have, like, that leg lamp. I don't know if it was specifically constructed for this movie or if somebody mm -hmm. just walked by, like... Yeah, I do wonder. I didn't see that anywhere in my research of like maybe they just picked this up at a garage sale on the way to filming that day. Because whoever actually owns the leg lamp company is a millionaire. Oh, for sure today. But yeah. can we just talk about the fact that this was Ralphie's sexual awakening? <laughs> a little perf. When he's reaching up the leg and he's like, a lamp. His hand goes up very high and the mom's just like, Ralphie, and just puts his hand down here. I love how even the scene where the dad goes outside he's still and he's checking it outside. Yeah, Ralphie's still in there like rubbing that leg here, checking it out. Do you know out. that the guy that comes up to the dad to talk to him is the director? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> but for a hot second, nobody was alarmed about the small electrical fire they started. Yeah. Nobody's alarmed about the electrical fire that keeps coming back or the fact that it's black smoke coming from the furnace. Oh, and I just wanted to say that when they're taking the lamp out of the box, how epic the music is. It's such a huge build. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know who did the score for this movie, but well done. It was right. like such a build up here. Well, I don't know if it was really a score because that's actually, I guess it's more of a soundtrack because I don't mm -hmm. think that music was made for this movie in oh, particular. But can you think, I don't know, like I honestly can't think of a more iconic scene in the movie than the leg lamp but then too can you think of another prop from a movie that's become so iconic in pop culture right because even if you haven't seen a christmas story you know the leg lamp at christmas mm -hmm, exactly it's something that i'm trying to think of something equivalent i mean i've seen people dress up as the leg lamp for halloween right <laughs> There's got to be something equivalent in pop culture. Well, if you guys can think of anything. Let us know. That's a good Twitter question. Yeah, we'll ask that on Twitter. I really don't think anything tops the leg lamp. So then, of course, traditions, you know, preparing for the holidays. They go and buy trees, which can we just say when they go to the tree lot that that sales guy is the worst because he asks them, are you looking for trees? Nah, I'm more in the market for a toaster oven. Well, you came to the right place. <laughs> But um, did you get live Christmas trees growing up? Did you have the experience yes. of going to the Christmas tree farm? With my dad, we did. With my mom, we used an artificial tree, and we used the same one every single year that looks Char more like the Charlie, Charlie Brown Christmas Browns tree. Charlie looks better than your mother's. Yeah, exactly. We, this, it leaned like it and everything. Yeah, the scene where they go, I will say, if you're going to nostalgia factor for this movie, I can relate to that. Because the scene of going, it's cold. You, It's always dark when you go. Like, you cannot go when it's light out because it just ruins the magic. We did. But the debate of you have to look at the tree and see if it has holes. But the big debate of whether or not it would fit. I mean, I can't tell you how many years my mother is sitting there going, it's too big. It's too big. That's what she said. And then we end up, like, sawing off the bottom. But that is such like a tradition and i think the the debate that takes place is also a tradition see the one thing we always did which this is kind of sad looking back is we always looked for a tree that had a nest in it preferably one that didn't still have eggs still in the nest 
but we would always get the one with the nest because I guess that was good luck. Good luck for the whole next year. The shell of a broken family is good luck? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Empty home, happy family. So I want to talk about the scene when they're driving home from getting the tree or they're driving out on the town here uh, when the tire goes out. <laughs> when they're singing here, I was like, oh, this is where he must have learned how to sing from this Rude. My people, because they're just, when they sing, they're just screaming the lyrics at the top of the lung, which this is, this is kind of mean of me, but it's true. Whenever we're in the car singing a song, you can't just sing it. You have to belt it. And the thing is, is when you're in a car and you're belting a song at the top of your lungs, it causes blood to start pouring out of one's ears. I mean, I'm not saying that you have a horrible voice, but it's just something you do. You even end with the every single time, too. I do not every single time. <laughs> I, I hear the Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, fudge. <laughs> right? When he drops the F-bomb in front of his dad. Yeah. The uh... Which I have to say, so he blows the tire, mm -hmm. and his dad wants to get timed, and he hands Randy the or not Randy, because he's a <laughs> casualty. He hands Ralphie the bolts to hold on to. Mm -hmm. But then, like, he hits the... He hits Randy and sends the bolts flying into the snow. But he looks at Randy like it's Randy's fault. No, I don't Wait, think... Wait, no, not Randy, Ralphie. Oh, I hate Randy. Yeah, Ralphie. That's not why he's mad at him. Because I always wondered that, too, but watching it this time, he's not uh, really mad at him. He's just like, oh, shoot. But it's... Because When Ralphie says... Just how they played that off too. Did you like? Did you find that their reaction to that word was a little extreme? A little. Especially when, so when they go into the car and Ralphie's dad says to his mom, "Do you know what your son said?" Oh yeah. She screams. Oh, these frail women who can't handle hearing about a word. Oh my lord. Lord am I. And the You're next end up scene, in a wheelchair with your son. Mm -hmm, the next scene. <laughs> Leave Randy alone. No! The, Randy's going down. The next scene is Ralphie paying the consequences and of saying this word. And he's eating that bar of soap. Have you ever had to eat soap? Yeah. We you did. ate soap? We I've never had to, had to hold eat a bar soap. of soap in our mouth when we would say bad things, call each other names. I don't remember us ever saying like actual vulgar words, but it's like we would say, like, I hate you. And you ate the soap? And we would have to that stand there and eat the my soap. Parents, that is something my parents never made us do. Like, my mom really? thought that was, like, cruel and unusual punishment. He was talking about the different flavors and how certain ones were worse than the others. We would always have a green one or a blue one. If it was the blue one, not too bad. <laughs> punishment was, like, mild to moderate. Green if it was bad. the green one. I feel like you're a little kid, like a, a sommelier. Yeah. Like, what vintage is it? Mm, this is a uh, spring water. It's very fine on the tongue. Which I never, so we never had to eat soap. And I, as a child, being imaginative like Ralphie, only um, could only imagine what that punishment was like. So to actually see him sitting there with a bar of soap in his mouth, I was like, oh, that's how it's done. Like, I thought they actually made you chew and swallow the soap. Uh, I thought they, like, poured dish soap in your mouth. See, my brother got that once. He got dish soap? He, I forget exactly what he did, but it was so bad where they put the soap in his mouth and he was like this isn't bad he shouldn't have said that because then they're like oh yeah they reached over to the sink they got the hand soap 
and they squirt a little bit on his tongue. I sure hope that stuff isn't toxic. I was going to say, and nowadays we're like telling kids don't eat a Tide Pod. <laughs> right? <laughs> different times. Different times. Hey, but we turned out okay-ish. Ish. Well, and then, of course, evidence number two of Randy being a horrible friend, he just throws his friend under the bus. Yeah. Saying that he's the one that taught him the bad word. And then the mom on the other end of the line, she also gives a reaction as if he murdered a busload of nun babies. <laughs> nun babies. I bet those are adorable and very <laughs> passive aggressive. Very holy little things. And she's just like screaming and howling. And Ralphie then does feel a little guilty and he's lying in bed, tearing up. And then he does the quintessential little kid thing of, it's kind of the equivalent of like, I'm going to run away. I'm going to run away and never come back. He has that fantasy scene where he goes blind from soap poison. And did you ever do that as a kid? Yeah, I imagine like running away and hiding from my right, parents. Like, and they were this like, will show yeah. them. When yeah. my mom was like, I could see you under the picnic table the whole time. So I don't know what your grand fantasy was. Oh, can I just say about the woman freaking out over the F-bomb? Mm -hmm. Hang the phone up before you beat your child. <laughs> She's probably using the, the phone to beat the child. Yeah, this is now an advice show here. So if you're ever going to beat your child, <laughs> hang one, up the hang phone, the phone. <laughs> first. <laughs> Don't beat your children, please. Another fun thing that tell me, well, I know we did this in grade school since we went to the same grade school. We did not. But... <laughs> Don't perpetuate that lie. Do you remember in grade school, the offering the teacher things at Christmas time? Like yes. you would go up to them, hold it above your head, and kneel down and say, lo, 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 lo. <laughs> For another good year of crops and health, I offer to you, teacher, this <laughs> And if it wasn't apple. worthy, you were the one who'd be sacrificed. Yeah. Whatever happened to Susan? Oh, but then, of course, that also brings the part of Ralphie turning in his homework. But I just, like, every time I see, like, those scenes of him, like, being praised about, like, oh, the best ever. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I just kept thinking, wow, he might, like, turn out to be a sleazeball. Mm -hmm. Like, he has his grand fantasy, and then he, like, winks at the teacher. Hashtag me too. Yeah. Watch it, Ralph. He's a good old boy. Mm -hmm. Hashtag me too. So is Randy. Randy's a good old boy. He's Randy cute... is going to be. <laughs> I just want to get you started again. Don't. I just calmed down. You want to talk about the decoder pin? Little Orphan Annie decoder pin? Right, and but then he hogs the bathroom a little bit. For some reason, that scene when he is sitting on the toilet reading the decoder pin, for some reason, that scene stuck with me. Mm -hmm. The, like, when he was looking at it, what I did was I would get a quarter and I looked to see if there was, like, secret codes in the lining of a quarter. I don't in know why. In the lining of a quarter? Like, yeah. the bridges on the edge? Mm-hmm. Wow, you did not have cable growing up. I didn't. This is what I did for fun. <laughs> you studied quarters? This was a fun Saturday night. Woo! Later than on the edge. And then, of course, it's just, what is the drink more? Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a show, Little Orphan Annie, which I think this was an actual radio program that was sponsored by Ovaltine. They had this little decoder pin that Ralphie kept collecting. He wanted to be a part of the adventure. And when he gets it, yeah, it just... Tells them to drink more Ovaltine. But I remember getting stuff like that. Like maybe not necessarily in that process, but you get something as a child and it's just like another commercial or an ad and you're like, what the fudge? Yeah. <laughs> Ovaltine? What the fudge? <laughs> what the fudge indeed. Although, what do you think? Do you think the mom broke the lamp on accident or on purpose? I think, I think she did it on purpose. Oh, the, uh. The leg lamp. The leg lamp incident. 
Yeah, so this scandal, the mom was in the living room and they're all in the kitchen, I think. And you suddenly hear a shatter and you go in to find her holding the pieces of the leg lamp, just saying, it just fell. And the old man is so devastated. He lets out that real singer. And, <laughs> and yeah, there was times where I broke something like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but this is different. You breaking it as a kid or like in a re relationship oh. doing it. Like, that's what I'm saying. No, I haven't done it. Have you? Broken something? Yeah, broken something of mine so you didn't have to deal with I it. I ripped your jeans more so you couldn't yes. wear them. Yes. Oh, between Fish. you and our dog, <laughs> I've lost so many pairs of Listen, shorts that Kay, were perfectly fine. Kay they might have just had a little bit of holes in them. A little bit of holes? They were fine. Swiss cheese, man. <laughs> you were almost like a cheesecloth. What's that? A cheesecloth? It's yeah. like a really thin um piece of... Why am I not explaining a cheesecloth? <laughs> but more importantly, then you have the scene where Ralphie loses it. We've established that the ginger's the bully. Poor gingers, gingers of the world reunite. Um, but you're Ralph acting like you're one of them. I'm not. I'm just saying this. You know, I you're feel just bad a, for you're them. just a ginger I, poser. I feel I'm a ginger sympathizer. Oh, okay. I feel bad for them. But you have the scene <laughs> that's, where that's 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 worse. I feel bad for them. I look down upon them in no, such no pity the fact that they're always made out to be the bad guys oh, that's true but the scene where ralphie's walking and he gets nailed with the snowball the actor who plays ralphie was having a hard time hitting his mark mm -hmm. so they had him do it over and over and over and over and over again which means he got hit in the face with the snowball Aww. over and over and over and over and over again and the person throwing the snowball had good aim so that last shot where he actually starts crying the tears were unscripted because that was him actually crying because he was so I'm upset. Sure. That's so sad. Because like, getting hurt with a snowball hurts. Aww. But then he beats up Scott Farkas here. I mean, he snaps. Yeah, totally snaps. Which, he just I sees mean, red. Rude. <laughs> Can't because he's a ginger. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Ralphie loses his ever-loving in this scene, but the kid had it coming. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely bully. gonna be a criminal in the future. Yeah, it's typical bully. He probably had a rough home life. His dad probably like was a bad guy and bullied other people. And he probably just was replicating the cycle. It's probably that story. But Ralphie stands he's just up trying to, to him. Hide his latent homosexual tendencies. <laughs> that too. Yeah, why do you think he hung out with his little toady there? <laughs> hey, right height. <laughs> they ended up becoming a beautiful couple in a couple years yes. from then. But I mean he had it coming. But yeah. Ralphie lays the smack down. Luckily, the mom happened to be coming on by and she no. stops him. Randy goes and gets the mom before his older brother oh, that's murders right. the kid in the snow before Christmas. Yeah, and the mom stops and brings him in. And this scene was kind of sweet, but part of me was like, should parents really do this sort of thing? The mom gets him all cleaned up and tries to calm him down. Mm -hmm. And he's like kind of doing that... <laughs> kind of cry and then they go to sit down to dinner and he's well first of like, all can we back up for a second mm -hmm. because randy's hiding in the cupboard oh, how can i forget this is my and favorite. my note is yeah the kid is hiding in the cupboard dot 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 he's got some deep-seated issues <laughs> like harry potter i love little randy in the I cupboard and he says that awesome line dad's gonna kill ralphie but the mom i think the mom knows this kid's deranged because she just hands him a glass of milk and she yeah, just the but be honest, how, the mom covers for Ralphie. Mm -hmm. She doesn't tell the dad that they got he got into the fight, or he didn't really get into a fight. He just whooped the kid. Yeah. 
But the mom covers for Ralphie. And that's a scene that I think... I can see why people are nostalgically drawn to this movie. Because it is a time in your childhood that I feel is so pivotal. But you have to think back. Like, when a parent covers for the kids. Like, you've been there, right? Yeah. I've been in both sides of those. Mm -hmm. Randy's side where I was like, oh my gosh. Like, a parent's going to kill my sibling for doing something. Yeah. And then I've also been in Ralphie's side where I was like, I'm going to die when we go home. And then you always had to go in a separate room to wait for the other parent to come home. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think, like, sometimes it's a matter of covering for the kid or the parents like, listen, I'm going to let you know this happened, but we're just going to let it go. Yeah. But yeah, that's so relatable. Mm -hmm. That scene did make me feel warm, too, because it was like the sweet scene of the relationship that Ralphie had with his mother. Mm -hmm. And he like doesn't really understand why she doesn't say anything. But he's like, that was cool, mom. Right. You're cool after Maybe all. Maybe you should get up and serve your own mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> did you notice that was the same meal they had for every meal? Mashed potatoes. Mashed meatloaf. potatoes and meatloaf. <laughs> every single meal. <laughs> we had mashed potatoes and meatloaf. The night we, oh yeah, my gosh, we, we did. did. Wow, getting in the holiday spirit. Although, one little tidbit before we talk about the parade, because I have a fun fact about the parade. How relatable is it when you ask your parents for a Christmas gift and they said no, and then you're like, well, Santa. Like, yeah. there's always like that backup. There's always the backup. It was especially the big present that oh, yeah. they were like, oh, well, Santa will always. I noticed, I kind of caught on to that as a kid that my parents always got me things like I needed. But Santa always, like, brought the goods. Yeah. So when they said, like, oh, well, Ask maybe Santa, Santa will get it. Ask Santa for it. it. Oh, my. I would assume I'm like, I might not get it then. Right? they're not getting Talk it Talk about, me. this is why we have anxiety as young adults. But I will say, I don't know if your parents were like this. Santa bought, like, the goods. But my parents, I remember my mom always saying, oh, I don't buy Barbies. But Santa always brought Barbies. Oh. You know what I mean? That was a good idea. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was special. So the holiday parade, right? They all go. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you watch it, there's Mickey, Minnie, like there's all these Disney characters and then Wizard of Oz. They didn't ask permission to use those characters. Oh, shoot. So when the movie came out, they didn't need to get permission for Wizard of Oz because it's MGM and MGM owned Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. But when the movie came out and they showed it to the Disney execs, they were okay with it. Really? Which can you imagine? That would not happen nowadays. Like, there's, I believe, I don't know if I said Which this is kind of funny because when this movie came out, it was during Disney's slump. Right? Like, they probably needed a they little probably needed a boost. money. Yeah. And then the Renaissance came, and I'm a firm believer look around the room that you're in, one in five people is a Disney lawyer, Disney copyright lawyer. Oh, without lawyer. a doubt. A hundred percent. My one goal in life is to not get sued by Disney. So I, know, I like to tiptoe. They're everywhere. Right? So I'm so nervous about like the day we cover a Disney film. It's, oh. I know. It's like people are worried business. about like the Freemasons and the Illuminati. Mm-mm, Disney. That mouse is everywhere. <laughs> that mouse is the that Illuminati. That mouse is the Illuminati. Although I did find it um, when they get in line to Santa. And I already shared my Santa experience, which I never sat on Santa's lap. But my first thought when the parents were like, eh, get in line. I'm like, they're about to go get lit. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go have a drink you stand in line because that line's like six hours long right, what a great idea i know we should do that when we have kids stand here with your brother and just tell them like if you get out of line santa won't know what you want you won't get anything yeah and mommy's gotta finish her martini <laughs> great idea more tips for you parents out there right they should do that oh my god next year we're opening a santa stop where the parents can drop their kids off and then go to a bar nice done 
Cocktails while you wait. We call this my kid will get in line and cry shot. Oh, the kid in line. Another fun fact. The weird kid in line apparently wasn't written to the script or got casted because that kid's not acting. Really? That's how like he came in. He's just <laughs> That's weird. how he came in. That's just how he came into the audition and they just casted him because they thought he was so weird. And the way the actors of Randy and Ralphie are acting is because that kid really made him uncomfortable. I do like Ralphie's line of, I'm, I'm thinking. For and what part? When the kid's talking to him, he's like, do you like Wizard of Oz? And Ralphie just says to him, don't talk to me. I'm, I'm thinking. Right. Although, or I no, just... no, he says that to the Wizard of Oz people as they approach him. Right. Can I just say, those are the most aggressive and frustrated Santa. Like, those elves were mean. Yeah. Santa was Come mean. Come on. Although, the actor that played Randy was actually afraid of the slide. So, that was not, like, the, his real. reaction was real. How he stopped himself in that is great. Like, he, he like, stuck that. He was like, wait. <laughs> oh, when Ralphie goes down. But, you like, you almost the way, and I'm sure they exaggerate it because it's from a child's perspective, the aggressive Santa and elves. But mm -hmm. you can almost smell the booze on that Santa. Right. Like, you know he was doing shots of whiskey. Right, watching this movie, there. you could smell it through the TV. Mm -hmm. Do you think, oh, in the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out Kid? Mm -hmm. That line was only supposed to happen once in the movie. You know, we haven't talked about that yet, how that is the line that keeps coming up every time Ralphie talks about the Red Ryder BB gun to somebody. Somebody says, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. Or he just has that repeat in his mind because during some of the fantasies, um, people are like taunting him with it, like, you'll shoot your eye out. So it just makes him think, oh, I'm never going to get the present. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they, um, I watched something that said that that was only supposed to be in the movie once. And which it's this iconic scene it's so great this scene which this scene as a kid actually freaked me out well that's santa when he and does the elves the, are terrifying ho, ho, and just the boot in, in face. the face yeah <laughs> like i don't know why but this scene freaked me out but yeah when he he stops himself from going down the slide after he totally flakes on telling santa what he wants for christmas which is devastating as a child when you have like right. your moment and then you just blow it you're like the world is nigh the end is near what have i done this is the worst day of my life but can i i just really want to go down the slide and land in the fluff yeah that does look nice uh, so anticlimactic the kids are like no and then fluff mm -hmm. but yeah, just how the Santa says the line and Ralphie's look on his face is such a classic scene. That's got to be one of the top classic scenes in From cinema the history. From cinema history. Yeah. This is going to be another Twitter question. I, I don't know how I'm going to put it. Maybe just what is the this most iconic scene, from, scene the from this movie? Because when he says to Ralphie, when Santa says to Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out, kids, the look on Ralphie's face of disbelief that makes me think that it's crazy that they weren't going to say that line again yeah. there because that's what makes that look on his face so special. It's like, oh my gosh, he and said I the think, same thing my mom said. I think that's just like the power of Santa. Like, wait, no. It's like his like little bubble of hope just shatters mm -hmm. in that moment. And it's like, no, Santa is agreeing with my mother. What the fuck? <laughs> and Santa goes on to even put his boot on his I head know. and just shove him down. <laughs> Can I just, I'm really confused though. They're literally just decorating their tree on Christmas Eve. Who does that? I know that is, I've heard of people doing this before here, but. All man, that work. And then it's right? a live Christmas tree. You know how painful it is to undecorate one of those? Very. I have scars to prove it. And another fun fact to let you all know here. This has nothing to do with the movie, but 
during this scene when he's plugging in the lights they're having trouble with like getting all the lights to work at the same time they have another electrical fire. and they have another electrical <laughs> fire and the fuse blows and what's crazy is as soon as the scene was done our surge protector <gasps> that had our yes! tv freaked out it did we and heard this humming noise it will it started as that low hum and then it was like a high pitch mm-hmm. and so i go over and i can't get it to stop so we have to stop the movie. Mm-hmm. We have to turn everything off. Yep. We were streaming this movie because once again, we, didn't we don't own it. It's not on any streaming services. So we had to go the Amazon route again. So we had to turn off our Wi-Fi and everything because it was plugged in through this surge protector. Mm-hmm. And I got it fixed and I switched things out. And there was no electrical fires, but I thought that was so eerie. I know it was creepy. I think the surge protector was like, I cannot hear her groan one more time at Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me now. Although, can you think of a time in your life that was better than Christmas morning as a kid? Uh, probably the first day of summer. No, Christmas morning beats the first day of summer. Yeah, I guess you're Another right. Twitter poll. It was just the excitement. And when Rand- or Ralphie opens the window and sees the that like white frozen christmas morning i remember doing that specifically so many times so mm-hmm. there's a there's a few times as a kid i remember like where we grew up we i didn't felt like there was get a white christmas we there got was a white wet, christmas we got a wet christmas yeah there was the white christmas a lot and i remember being so upset when it wasn't a white christmas mm-hmm. but i remember so many times waking up early in the morning and it would still be dark outside and i'd look to see Just if there was snow, the snow. Yeah. and we had christmas lights on mm-hmm. overnight that would show if there was snow i would look over to them and i would see if there was snow falling or i'd see if they were covered in snow i remember how exciting i would get when there was snow on the ground for christmas yeah that landscape is gorgeous with all the ice Mm -hmm. and snow and then the boys do the classic which definitely did this run down the stairs here but our rule was was we were allowed to get up out of bed, but we weren't allowed to go down the stairs Same. It until was the until, parents yep. were ready. So Which, we made a tradition. Know. We sat on the stairs, and our parents Waited. would take pictures of us in our jammies wearing Santa Claus hats on the stairs before oh, we'd go cute. down. Although there was one Christmas when we were much older, like in our 20s, where my mother had to work on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So we opened presents at like 7 o'clock at night. And I remember thinking like we all had wine. And I was like, this is great. Speaking of wine, the parents are drinking wine Christmas morning. About to get lit. Woo. I think that's honestly mandatory for parents. <laughs> like how many times do they have their coffee cup? And they're like, yeah, there might be some amaretto. <laughs> this some is an Irish coffee. Baileys in there. <laughs> little Baileys. Although think about, like I said, how Christmas morning was like, how it changed in my family like we would eat we would open presents but then we would eat breakfast and then eventually we opened um presents with wine at night which is great but can we just say getting socks as a kid <laughs> getting socks as an adult yes i, love, I even asked for socks this i love how the boys in this movie do what we all did we looked at the socks would look at each other toss them on our shoulders and then go back to work right looking for the actual toys but oh my gosh talking about family traditions it would cause me such anxiety how they were all opening their presents at the, at the same, same time. time. Mass hysteria. Right? And I think like we, what we did and what we still do to this day as grown <laughs> adults is you divide up the presents, you pass them out, and then you take turns. Right. Because it's like you want to see what everybody got, who's it's from. And it was always like a two-hour-long event in my house. Although the when 
the mom gets the dad the bowling ball and literally drops it on his nuts and the ball is blue i was like there's some symbolism in there like she's like you're kind of crushing my soul i'm gonna crush your nuts and you have a blue ball like it's i think that's very telling okay what do you think is the other like if we had to pick the second most marketable product from a christmas story it's got to be the pink bunny suit well i know just the person to ask why don't we get Ooh. in Stefan, the model, to weigh in on the pink bunny pajama? Take it away, Stefan. So model. Ooh. Oh, hello, E. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Stefan. Oh, hello, everyone. It is I, Stefan, the model. Oh, it's so good so, to see you all, but not really. I was really. just telling Kay. Yes. About that iconic pink bunny sleeper. Oh, What yeah. are your thoughts on it? Oh, you know what my thoughts on it. Mm. Two words. So model. Mm, so model. Yes. If you are preparing yourself for the holidays, you know what to do. You don't wear that grumpy Christmas sweaters. Oh, that is something big in fashion right now. I say, oh, so not a model. What you all should wear out on the town is perfectly pink, fluffy, bunny slippered pink bunny outfit made by Aunt Clarice. Oh, it is the best outfit in the world. It is so model. Wouldn't you say? I mean, Pepnabismal pink is hard to pull off, but Ralphie pulls it off. That's right. It is a color that goes with any skin tone out there, I must say. And upset stomach diarrhea, not... <laughs> She covers all the bases. How about that? Oh, well, that is all the fashion tips I have for you today is to wear pink, wear those bunnies that will stare up to you as if they want you to die. <laughs> and remember to always have a happy holiday. Tootaloo. Bye, Stefan. Okay, but the kid in the pink bunny, those kids have deep-seated issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture there's a... Um, alternate ending where Ralphie kills everybody in the family and he's wearing the bunny suit and there's blood all over it. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas morning progresses and they are going through all their toys and Randy does, which I, I feel like one of my siblings had done this, fallen asleep in a pile of the toys and really? rapping um, because you'd be so excited. And we had a lot of stuff to do on Christmas day when I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get a ton of time to sit down and play with the toys, but I See, would we, make time we, for that Christmas Eve was toy. our big one. And then Christmas Day was the day we just stayed in our pajamas. Yeah. When they are doing their post-wrapping little sit-down, the dad points out, he was like, hey, Ralphie, what's that over there? Mm -hmm. And indicates to Ralphie that there was one more present that he hadn't opened yet. Because Ralphie was kind of staying there a little disappointed yeah. because uh, the BB gun didn't make yeah. it. But behind the desk, he pulls out this long mm -hmm. set of wrapping paper and he opens it. And I love the dad's expression of how he's like, open it. Yeah. Like, open that little thing. Be careful. And because you can just see. And he actually almost has tears in his eyes. Yeah. Which I wonder if we'll ever do that with um, our own children someday. That like looking at them so proud of a certain toy like i feel like that's how i'm gonna be the first transformer my kid w opens up i'm gonna Lego. be like yeah i'll be like oh, okay. take the bricks out now. Sort, sort them by color <laughs> they're gonna be my kid they're gonna be like nope doing it my way <laughs> you'll do it my way and then of way. course he shoots himself yeah he goes outside what's the first thing you do 
shoots his eye out. Well, he puts the paper on a piece of metal. Yeah, which toy. of course it's going to bounce back and smack him right in the face. Well, and it hits him in the eye, but he has his glasses and then he has the cut. But then he talks about not being able to find his glasses and he steps on him, which is like the worst thing you can do as a child. Right, like, that's worse you than shooting your glasses. eye out. You didn't have glasses growing up, but I did. Mm-hmm. Like when you broke glasses, you're like all over. Oh, no. But you have to admit, though, I can remember wanting a toy so bad and then kind of like being deflated about it. And there's just that moment where Alfie's like, oh, my God, I did almost shoot my eye out. <laughs> this thing tried to kill me. I know. But then, of course, the lying little <laughs> Ralphie is going to be a Wall Street villain. He makes up that whole story. The icicle falling. Yeah. From the lying little. Yeah, it works out. His mom brings him in and yeah, while he's telling her that story, she brings him up and is icing his eye. And the mom had been preparing the Thanksgiving turkey, which they mom had been working on all day and the old man had been trying to pick at it all day here. Yeah, he had a heart on for that turkey. Mm-hmm. You notice while he's sitting there reading the paper. You Who notice... delivers papers on Christmas Day? Oh, good question. Yeah. But anyway, you see the dogs that had been running around the movie, the pack of dogs that the neighbors just let roam around. And they're all these... They know they'll get fed. Yeah, that's true. They're all these like basset hound looking things here. And they go into the kitchen and they tear that place. Oh, Well, that scene technically wasn't scripted either. Oh, really? So the scene where the dog actually runs off with the turkey wasn't scripted. But it worked. It worked out really well. So... Everybody runs down to see the aftermath of the turkey destroyed. And that's when the old man says, all right, well, we're going out. <laughs> and the only place they could find is a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> they can find the, what was it, the Chop Suey Palace, is, I right? think is what it was called. So this is another classic Christmas story scene. And did you know, fun fact about this scene, Melinda Dillon, the actress who played the mm-hmm. mom, she had a script that said something entirely different than what actually happened that screen and the kids and the old man they were all given the same script Mm -hmm. that said that they were going to bring out the duck and then chop its head off okay and she didn't even know that they were going to sing yeah chinese turkey she didn't even know they were going to sing she didn't know what they're going to do in that scene because they just wanted a genuine reaction from her and you can kind of tell because the kids keep looking at her Mm -hmm. and they get all excited when she's starting to freak out so that's that's when the uh, guys are singing the songs. And my question about that is, is this a little racist when they're singing well, Deck the Halls? Well, I read, I saw something that said that they really wanted to be as politically correct as they could in this scene. So they talked to the manager and the workers about like, how would you pronounce this if you were using? So they worked with them. And the workers and the manager were okay with it. Like, they had final say in what they were doing. But if you notice, the manager keeps, like, putting his hand over his mouth and turning away because he couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. (laughs) Because I bet those guys, they just had fun with it, too. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tell they exaggeratedly go, Fa-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra-ra. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, is it PC? No. But it's such a classic scene. But that's when they bring out the duck. And then this is when um, Linda Dillon freaks out. (laughs) And she, like, grabs Ralphie and is terrified by this duck. The Chinese turkey. And the manager is looking at, like, yeah, look at it. Check it out. Do you like it? It's it's looking at me. (laughs) It's smiling. (laughs) 
And so he uh, proceeds to chop off the duck's head. And the mom's and the mom reaction is like, like <laughs> falling and she's laughing and crying. She has so many emotions and they all clap. And that is the end of our movie. Uh-huh. Well, Happy he holidays, makes, he everyone. He makes the comment that that Christmas will always remember. And I think yeah. there's Christmases looking back that you always remember. Right. Hmm. So that was our take on A Christmas Story. It's kind of awkward to say. So before we go into the next segments, let's go ahead and look at our posts from the Terminator Dark Fate episode. Our first question is, what is your favorite scene from Terminator Dark Fate? Get to the movies, said the opening scene. After that, it was all downhill. Aurora Luna said, talk to the hand. Actually, I loved one, two, three, but four, fifth on over magical turns. I appreciate actors who work together and director of the movie. Now I want to expect some emotional, dramatic, or totally different type of part on Terminator that can impress audience give getting, live getting through life events psychological or physical state of pers- uh, personage heroes then she said by the way i haven't watched dark fate yet i am so glad to see my old heroes there oh okay i see she was saying she just loves in general okay got it i don't know if i'm saying this right but e what i do now you want to do now said it was all proper okay Keystone Sergeant Madge said Carl getting the C5 bay door open before it crashes while fighting off the Rev-9. That was awesome. Next question is, who is your favorite member of Team Humanity? On Twitter, we had up the poll, and the winner with 43% of the vote was Sarah Connor. Then with 39% of the vote after that, it was Grace. Then Carl at 14%, and with just 4% of the vote, Danny. But she got in there, so good job, Danny. Some other comments with that post include from our friends at Pod Nation. I used to watch this, said, haven't seen it, but it has to be Sarah. I understood that reference, said, define favorite. I can't say I had one in this film. Can you add the fading memories of Kyle Reese on this? Oh, poor Kyle Reese. Yeah, he didn't get any love in this movie whatsoever. Poor guy. Shahir Hamid said, I like all of them. She's sharing the love. Our next question was, what did you think of Terminator Dark Fate? On Instagram, Vincenzi Brezzo Corso said, the best rest T1 and T2, this classic cinema of SF. Must be a translation issue there, but I think I got what you're talking about. Nebuno Nebunor said, need to watch it again too fast. I would agree with you, especially about the one scene. On Twitter, we had the poll up. We had 44% of people said they loved it. 11 said they hated it. 17 said it's okay. And 28% of people said they hadn't seen it. The IMBD Journey podcast said it's all right. Fimfile.uk said it's the third best Terminator film, but that wasn't a high bar to step over. Agreed. Added nothing new, repeated the same story for the third time, and the awkward balance of the serious to comedy once Arnie entered the pick was crippling was the crippling blow. Time to let it rest. Once again, our friend from Pod Nation, I understand that reference, said, I hated this movie, hated it. I have seen it, and it's everything the Terminator franchise has devolved into and worse. Tired ideas, 
rehashed tropes, insulting character fates with an almost unrelenting level of animosity towards fans of its own franchise. Ryan L. Terry said, I enjoyed it, wanted a Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor movie, and that's what I got. It was fun, funny, and was as close to a return to form as we've had since T2. Nina Sants said, I loved it, and I think people need to stop jumping on the indignation bandwagon and watch the movie for themselves instead of blindly about something they haven't seen. I'm happy they killed off John because since T2, John has been trash and no one gets his story right. Next question was... Did Sarah Connor draw the short stick in the Terminator Dark Fate movie? Cine Yestilo gave a movie clapper with a plus and minus. I'm not sure what that means. Robin Juarez94 said, Hmm, hose for the sake for a new Terminator for the new generation. Obviously not the same type of story feel as the beloved old school Cameron Terminators. Sarah Connor Charm Schools. Oh, this is a great response. Said, the point kind of was that it did all suck for her, but that was the story. You can change your fate, but it doesn't always bring happiness, and I do think she gained a new purpose. It was again another powerful arc for Linda Hamilton's Sarah Connor. I loved it. I waited 28 years to finally get this movie. Our last question was, which of the four other Terminator movies besides T2 and the first Terminator? was your least favorite of the franchise. So it was between Rise of the Machines, Salvation, Genesis, and Dark Fate. On Instagram, we had ABC Cinema said Salvation is 100% the best since T2. Affy2007 said Dark Fate. Sayus666 said Dark Fate. Sebastian Kalitz said Dark Fate. For a Dancer82 said For Me... The least favorite is Genesis. And get Toto movies, said Genesis easily. Dark Fate isn't far off, though. It could have and should have been so much better. On Twitter, our responses on the poll was, with 37% of the vote, was Terminator Genesis, followed by Terminator Salvation at 31%, then Rise of the Machines at 18%, and then Terminator Dark Fate at only 14%. We had a few comments. Uh, IMDb Journey podcast did say Salvation. And Screen Capture put in a comment said, My least favorite is Salvation. It had such a cool concept but blew it. It should have been a landmark return to form in the series. Instead, it just continued the decline after 3. Genesis is at least watchable even if it's dumb. Haven't seen Dark Fate yet. All right, so those were our posts on Dark Fate. Make sure to keep an eye open for our posts on A Christmas Story coming at you on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time again for the segment you all love, I Hate It When They Fight. Before we go over this week's debate, you want to hear the response from yes. last week's debate yeah you always come with a little bit of smudgeness <laughs> when i know the response when you know is the response. correct yep so our question last time was is terminator dark fate more similar to t1 or t2 mm -hmm. the winner of last week's i hate it when they fight is with 65 percent of the vote t2 judgment day which was me <laughs> 
Yay! Hand over that belt. I'll come back for you, my beauty. <laughs> so, so good. We changed the format. Mm-hmm. So this will be the first time I hear what we're debating this time. So Kay, what are we fighting about? Okay, so I thought of a question that was something that I know you feel passionate about, but I also feel like you're wrong about. <gasps> so our question for this week is randy acting like a piggy cute and hilarious or disgusting disgusting okay so i get to choose my stance first no don't make me <laughs> don't do it I, uh, no you're not so hard <gasps> but... i believe <laughs> <laughs> i believe I I feel like this would be the last episode if I took that from you. So I am going to say it is hilarious and cute, which I honestly think it is. So you're welcome. I was nice to you because with the new rules, technically, I got to decide a stance first. So That would have been so shady. That's like trying to play Scrabble with you. You play for blood. Mm -hmm. You're like a freaking shark. Okay, so who goes first? I will say I will go first because we all okay. know your stance on this here. So I'm gonna go ahead and start here. Hey, can we just replay my rant? I was planning on it. Okay. Okay. All right, 30 seconds. I'll get the timer. Yeah, your rant went longer than 30 seconds too. So you kind of had a little bonus round earlier in this right. episode. And people already agree with me. Ready? On your mark. Get set. Go. So the scenes where Randy is pouting about his food. It is a little annoying that a kid does that here, but that actor is so adorable. And so especially the scene where he is acting like a little piggy and he gets all excited, that little laugh he does that (laughs) is so cute and adorable. And how could you hate that is what I want to know out there. That is the real question here. I don't even need more time to say it. All right. So on your mark, get set. First of all, that laugh is annoying as that is a horrid little laugh. Second of all, that is the mom coddling that boy and teaching him poor table manners. Third of all, that is disgusting. He has food everywhere and he's acting like a freaking barn animal. Go outside and eat. Go outside and eat. If you're going to do that, it is not cute. It is coddling. It is disrespectful and it is disgusting. Teach your kid table manners. And if he doesn't want to eat, he don't got to eat. It ain't cute. That laugh is horrible. All right. So we're going to have two minutes on the clock to battle it back and forth. And I want to really quick say to everybody that I'm sorry for any peaking audio during this time. So let's get it on. That scene is disgusting. No, it It is is disgusting. If you saw somebody out in public doing that child or first of all but he wasn't in public he was in his own home so what do you do when you go out to eat and the kid doesn't want to do it eat like a pig well maybe it just breaks the ice that's not what what the question is the question is is it cute and hilarious or is it disgusting it's disgusting the food sound foods everywhere it's in his nose i know for a fact that there is a lot of people who talk about this scene and talk about how hilarious it is it is as opposed to how disgusting it is it's just mashed potatoes his nose is in his food it's in the mashed potatoes which is his food it's adorable how he just shoves it on in there ralphie and the dad agree with me they look on horrified the dad does look disgusted entirely but the mom and randy both really love it so norman bates and skeleton in the wheelchair (laughs) fast forward 20 years 
<laughs> well, I don't want to hear the um, Amazon executive that Ralphie's going to be. I don't want to hear his he take on it. At least he knows how to use a fork and no, knife. He has no sense of humor. And that kid, he, he doesn't even We're understand what joy is. We're not debating about Ralphie. This is just disgusting that scene is horrible the noises the oinking the, the food oinking everywhere. is so cute no, sounding not. oh my god no it is not that is just coddling that child i don't even and know how he no, makes that noise no no it is horrible you know what i would say if i was that mom if you want to eat like an animal you can go eat outside oh you already said that here well i would say it again and again and again you are teaching that child you're giving in and you're teaching that child horrible table manners but does he do it again any other time he's eating and at the end of the movie is he excited to have that meal yes so did it you don't serve know its if he function? ate his wontons like a pig he was sitting there all sweet ready to go not oinking yet so i think it was cute gross so i went first with the debate so that means e gets a 10 second rebuttal okay. and i'll get a five second rebuttal so right. let's hear it if you saw a child doing that in public, you would be mortified and you'd be like, look at those parents. That kid is out of control. So it is not cute. It is disgusting. Come at me. Come at me. Oh, I will with my five second rebuttal, but just give me a second. I technically can only give you five. Ready? Go. He's so freaking cute. Oh my God. <laughs> He's not cute. If you saw a child doing that in public, I would tell, I would get up and leave. And then I would drown the kid in his mashed potatoes. Whoa. <laughs> that all got right. dark real quick. All right. So let's, let's move on. My blood pressure is well, elevated. Let us all know. Let us all know. What's that mean? Let us know what you think on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You can put in your response on Twitter on our poll at WSW Watch Podcast or on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> instagram or facebook it's at what should we watch podcast so check us out let us know what your response is and whoever wins will get to decide what our fate is next episode and you know this belt looks good on me all right should we roll on to our next segment yes our quiz section entitled mm. were you paying attention cue that music okie dokie i have ptsd from this movie so i can't be accountable for remembering anything <laughs> yeah i i i was like i could really just say like what was the lead character's name and i was like she's not gonna get it because <laughs> she blacked out as soon as the title sequence started all right are you ready mm -hmm. first question what is Ralphie's dad's name in the movie? Old man. Correct. For a bonus. What was his actual name? I have no idea. His actual name. No idea. Because they never mention the movie and there's nothing that says it. I have no idea. His name is actually Frank. And how people know that is it was the um, invoice from mm. the major award. Mm. And it said to Frank on there. So a little fun fact. Gotcha. There. All right. Next question. What two Christmas songs are played in both the opening credits and the last scene in the movie? Christmas tree? Nope. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? Nope. Most wonderful time of the year? Nope. Okay, I don't know. All right, think about the last scene. What are the two songs that the servers sing? 
Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is one. Deck the Halls. Yes. Okay. Jingle Bells and Deck the I Halls. I got that one. Woo! <laughs> Nailed it. First try. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. What? Oh, I was getting a call from Cleveland. Oh, how fitting. <laughs> well, what state probably does like a the... <laughs> Probably like a Christmas story, like police coming for me. Right? You're going to Christmas jail. Ah! It's just that scene played over and over again. Oh. Yeah. All right, come on. Next question. <laughs> like an eternity. <laughs> That's my hell. <laughs> Pulling my hair out. Okay. All right. What state does a Christmas story take place in? Indiana. Yep. Correct. Hammond, Indiana. I realized I said it at the beginning of the episode. Yes, thank I was you. Like, Dang it. <laughs> All right. What does the old man compare the lamp to? Art. <laughs> Doesn't specifically say art. I, I don't know. He says it's like something. A masterpiece? Uh, I don't know. Says it looks like the 4th of July. Oh, I don't get that reference. <laughs> okay, anyhow. Anywho, next question. What is on the Red Rider BB gun? There's two accessories on it. What are the two scope? accessories? Pump action? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie's already has pump action on that leg here. Right. He doesn't need any more practice. There's a scope. What comes on a BB gun? I don't know. It's a compass. A compass. And a thing that tells time. The thing that tells Which is how time. he describes it. Gotcha. <laughs> which it's like a sundial. Thing. Gotcha. All right, next question. Mm -hmm. What is the secret message Annie sent to Ralphie? Is it A, be sure to get more Ovaltine, B, be sure to drink your Ovaltine, C, be sure to buy more Ovaltine, or D, toothbrush? <laughs> B. B is correct. That's where you go. Two. Yay. Two, two office references in here this episode. <laughs> What was the other one? Smudgeness. Oh. There's the smudgeness. What was the real crusher the old man got out after the lamp broke? What? What was the real crusher the old man said after the lamp broke? That's how Ralphie describes it. He says it's a real crusher. I, I don't understand the question. What does Ralphie's dad yell out after the lamp broke? What's the curse Sponge. he said? <laughs> it's equivalent to that. It's so vulgar. I don't know if I can say it. Sponge. <laughs> Still no. Not a finger! That's right. It is not a finger. He says, not a finger. I don't, what? <laughs> anyway, next question. True or false, the line of slurs Ralphie says during the Scott Fargus affair was all scripted lines. False. It's actually true. Oh. Everything he said in that line of slurs was actually scripted word for word. Hmm, interesting. What is supposed to come before the triple dog dare? Double dog dare. Well, per etiquette, what is supposed to come before the triple dog dare? I double dog dare you. That is what... He says, but he skips something. What is supposed Double to come dare. before it? No. Triple dare? Triple dare yeah. is correct. All right. Last question. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. What Disney princess can be seen in the display case at the Higgabees at the beginning of the movie? Snow Higgabees. White. Snow White. 
Snow White? Snow White. That is correct. How'd I do? Not too good. Okay. I didn't keep track, but um, hey, you got there. That's what counts. Yes. Let us know how you did on Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook. Mm -hmm. Please let us know. Let us know if you did better than E, if you know this movie better, which you probably do. Well, it's my first time watching it, so... All right, Kay, what rating do you give this movie? So this movie, like I said at the beginning, mm -hmm. means a lot to me, like a lot of the other movies. I mean, it's an 80s movie, so that was one tick in my box of awesomeness here. Mm -hmm. But this movie means a lot to me because I watched it a lot as a kid. But I actually also, too, never watched it entirely through until much later in life. But all the classic scenes, they are really special to me um, as a kid with my family. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to have to say that this movie is an official Red Rider Carbine Action 200 shot range <laughs> model air rifle. Very nice. Well, I would rate this movie, like I said, I didn't grow up watching this movie. It wasn't a big deal in my family. It wasn't the best Christmas movie. And I just my younger self saw that Randy scene and I was traumatized. So I would give this movie an A for nostalgia. And an F for table manners. Oh, all right. Should they watch it or should they not? I say no. <gasps> Is this our first no? I, I, if I had to not watch this movie again, which I plan on it, I'd be fine. Come at me, Twitterverse. Well, I'm going to say yes, you should watch it. Oh, man. I don't know what this is going to mean for our fan base. <laughs> so make sure to join us all week, everybody, either on Twitter at WSW Watch Podcasts or join us on Instagram and Facebook at What Should We Watch Podcasts. Make sure to check out our friends at Popporter Review and our other friends at Pod Nation on Podchaser or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm -hmm. So as we do at the end of every mm -hmm. episode, we offer a suggestion to each other of what we should watch next. And E, it is now your turn, so E, what should we watch? Well, we are in the Christmas spirit, and I've decided... We are! Ho, ho, ho! Sorry. Okay. Um, I've decided to go a little bit different, and I'm suggesting a double feature. What? Mm-hmm. I say what we should watch is the original How the Grinch Stole Christmas <gasps> and... A Charlie Brown Christmas. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a hero. I can't think of the tune for the Charlie. Like, you know when you can... Thank you. You know when it's in your head, but it's like not coming out your mouth. I was yeah. like, drop the ball. <laughs> that sounds great. Mm -hmm. So we're going to watch two movies in Well, technically, episode? technically, the Grinch, how the Grinch told... Christmas is 26 minutes and Charlie Brown it's is only 26 minutes. Yeah. Now. And Charlie wow. Brown's only 30 minutes. They're technically not movies. They were just TV programs. Okay. But I feel like they're such staples at Christmas. Yeah. That we can do a double feature. So Shoot. come join us. It might or, break the rules, but we're going to do it. But rules are meant to be broken, baby. Rules are meant to be broken. So tune in next time for What Should We Watch with K&E. Have a happy week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. I have to go pee. All right. <laughs> I ain't stopping you.